you made it. Still here, still on Anderson Street. I'm still Vicky, your host. Um, and we're still keeping it quick. Okay, so today you're listening to a discussion on free speech. We definitely go a bit more into the Colin Kaepernick thing, NFL. We lightly tread upon the wellness world, but it doesn't get taken too far. So we're here, we're there, we're tangential as conversations are. Um, And at the table, we've got a consistent flex. Here she is again. Um, Jude Wadi, Danielle, and Zach. As usual, we want to know who you vibed with, who you felt like you related to, who you felt like was speaking your own brain. So let us know in the comments. If you prefer that visual, subscribe and like us on YouTube. Um, And definitely don't forget about Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate your patronage. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Um, Welcome to the table. Um, you were just saying that you hadn't really thought about free speech before, which is interesting because I feel like <clears throat> medium key me too, but also not because some things have just been more on social media. Mm-hmm. So where are you at with that now? Like, do you actually care? Does it, does it? Okay, so I'm working on this theory. <coughs> <laughs> I began thinking about it because I knew I was going to be talking about it and I was like, what? So, <laughs> so I, okay. But I was thinking that I feel like a lot of the conversations around free speech have been really politicized, um, yeah. which, which is important. Is. Yeah. Um, I think that obviously free speech needs to be, it's free. It should be, it should be allowed and everyone should be able to do it. I think what's important is that there's an opportunity around free speech that I think as a culture and as a mass, and that's not a conversation, an opportunity that we're not taking which is to see free speech as what it is, which is expression, and to see it at instead as something that's, you know, like making somebody not be able to say something isn't solving the problem of why it is that somebody is feeling a hurtful way towards you. So if we look at speech like almost like a symptom, but more like evidence of a culture or of a system or of a movement, then there's an opportunity to learn more about how we're influenced and things that need to change in like more systemic and cultural ways. Does that make any sense? Yeah, so do you think that it should be a right that is determined by the government? I mean... Or should it just be a thing that isn't politicized? I mean, I th- and people are free ideally, reign? I mean, like utopically, if that's even, you know, like I think idealistically. <laughs> LOL and ideals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, and don't even. So. Well, yeah. So ideally, I don't think, it, I, w- I wish it didn't have to be something that was written in a law. I wish it was like, oh, of course people can say what they think and express their feelings. Common sense. You know, like. Depends on who and what's common, right? I think, I feel like. I think a, a lot of the policies, the political talk around it take away the human part, which is the reason, which is what speech is. So it, it kind of is like a, creates this wall that I, that I think gets us away from the opportunities that we have about viewing speech and considering it. Okay. So one of the first things that comes to my mind, because it's trendy, is Colin and the NFL. And Nike. <clears throat> I don't, oh, yeah, of course. Okay. Right. You feel where I'm well, yeah, But yeah. like, what are your thoughts on that? Because that, the NFL's private and thereby not... Oh, there is no oversight from the government on a private, is, is that? Oh, I don't know all the political stuff. I, mean, I think that that's true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think so. Let's go along that that's true, in fact. So that's not politicized, but it's being politicized like you were saying. So I guess I'm just curious to know what anyone's thoughts are on that. Well, I think it's, I mean, I think. I don't quite know what mine are yet. I mean, he, well, he, should, he should be able to say whatever and express his feelings in whatever way that he wants. We're humans. <laughs> Like, yeah. that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I'll give you two approaches to that. Okay. So, is it the fact that he's taking a knee during the anthem that everyone's so upset about? Or is it the reason that he's taking a knee? Because I can give you another, another example. I can give you a few examples of individuals taking a knee 
during the anthem at a professional football game, but the motivation behind it, or even the person that was doing it, kind of mm -hmm. regulates the way it's, of course, way it's yeah. viewed. And the two people are Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick. So Tim Tebow oh. would take a knee every day and he was praying for right. abortion right. rights. You know, he's Christian, yeah, yeah. And virgin, all that, but that's fine. And no one batted an eye, no one batted an eye. But now that Colin Kaepernick has taken a knee, a peaceful protest to say, individuals that look like me, but not me, because you're gonna see this Afro and they're gonna give me a break. But the young kid that's never played a game of football or just a regular person, you know, he might have a lot harder time at a regular traffic stop across the streets because he fits a description or he's a target of someone's, in authority's bad day. And that happens a lot. So it's just an opportunity to say, take a moment to think about what's happening. I wanna bring light to an issue. And those who find difference in that opinion are taking it in a different way. And I just think that that kind of sucks. So even though it's private, the owners can do what they want with their teams and they run the business the way they want, should be able to say what you want. And it's, yeah. it's an altruistic gesture. It's not saying we hate the police or we hate anything else. It's just, we can we, as regular people, because there's a young Caucasian kid that can go and shoot five people and <laughs> threaten to burn everybody else with a Molotov cocktail, they'll talk him off the roof. But you know, a kid riding his bike with a cap gun with that's a purple toy handgun, they'll kill this, sometimes a little kid, you yeah. know? And I think that's like- A bigger, the bigger issue. Like, all right, what's the big fear? What's the big issue? Is it free speech? Is it, what Something is it? Something else entirely. You know? I think it's performance enhancing drugs because all the police are kind of really swollen and that looks like road rage, roid rage <laughs> right, to me. Right, right. Like, mm -hmm. not that I've ever done steroids, I've seen people with steroids. I've seen a couple people do yeah, steroids. Yeah, right, I was about to say. I'm They're quite angry and aggressive that. and it's like, you know, the conversation is, like, you know, that conversation when you go to a bar and the guy wants to fight you because you look like the person that talked to his girlfriend. You just got to the bar, yeah. but he's gonna fight you either way. It's like, sir, I just got here. Please, I just wanna walk home. Nope, they're gonna fight you, or in another case, it's gonna be worse. And my father was a police officer, so I'm, yeah. I'm on Team Blue, right. but, Same. you know, hey man, this is not cool. I mean, I think that you, you we, took a, we took a dangerous turn um, in policing, and it really, it actually goes back to um, the drug laws, I think, really, at the end of the day, um, because as soon as you took uh, cops and you turned them into kind of the, the, the guards, yeah. as opposed to yep. being the protectors, yep. um, you see exactly what you see in you know the prison guard experiments and stuff like that, which is that like it doesn't really matter who it is, and this is what people should remember about cops to a certain extent, which is that we all we all could be that bad. Every single one of us has it in us mm -hmm. to become a Nazi, to become a prison mm -hmm. guard, mm -hmm. to to act that way. Yeah, and. And there's no question that these, you know, these these men are dealing with stressful situations. I think that uh, at the same time we need to take a really firm line and say, listen, we got this problem. However, we got here, it's a problem. We can't have cops killing unharmed black people. Like that's just outrageous at numbers that are, you know, so uh, just telling that there's a problem. It's it's not a it's not a question. Um, and it and we just need to we need to change the. I think we just need to change the punishment. I mean, I think that the the real reason, and and I think the real reason for anger is that we're seeing that like even when it does happen, there's n there's no consequence. We we don't do anything. We don't we let them go free, and and that is really because all it would take get another is another job at another precinct, or yeah. or not even that. Yeah, I mean, it's just or there's dialogue coming out. Hey, it's better to shoot them because it saves a lawsuit, or it saves you know, it's horrible, but. Again, I think it's just a group of people that are taking advantage of their position and their power. Sure, their but do you? But, but in a devil's advocate position, do you think that since we've just made a left turn, frigate, here we are? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the event that police feel as though they're being targeted as well, even in New York City, uh, they get shot point blank just for being a cop um, because of all the fear that has been induced whether it's a combination factor, 
or whatever the case may be, they're in a state of fear as well. So how do you have both populations, the protectors and the protected in states of fear of one another and try to reconcile a way to say, we can't have police brutality, but we also can't have brutalization of cops. Well, there needs to be healing. And I think it's, it's a difficult thing, you know, cause it's kind of like a, what happens first kind of, you know, situation. It's a little bit complicated. Like the but police, I don't think, were targeted and no. assassinated. So the reason no. those one-offs where, granted, it's it's a tragedy when any police officer or anybody's killed, you know, or murdered, but there have been far fewer uh, police officers that have been unfortunately murdered in cold blood, which is horrible in every situation. But there are probably an exponential, by exponential, amount of innocent white, black, female, foreign, it doesn't matter, that have been killed because of that And fear. that's not Fine, the only- that's true. And, that, and that's not, not the only time. Boys, really. And they don't There's have a There's a whole right. lot of yeah. other populations well, that absolutely. are killed. And also these other marginalized populations aren't only being discriminated against by the police. So that's right. just a symptom of a much larger issue, which is systemic and educational and also, cultural. Also, we know that it's so, a dangerous job to be you a know. It shouldn't be dangerous to be a five-year-old boy, right? Well, Thank yeah. You. Or a regular person. Absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. If, so that's the, the level question. of danger is higher, then do another job. Then doing another job, yeah, don't exactly. Be a, don't be a cop. Like, that's an expectation. If you're afraid of potentially shooting another person, don't join the military. Like, that is going to be a role of the military, and you you relinquish your choices. You are a soldier, you are a pawn to do what you're told. So you can't have a moral compass. They say stand there, you might get blowed up because you're gonna help someone over here, but you have to stand there. If you don't wanna do that, if that's too dangerous for you, don't. If you're a police officer and you're fearful, you're full of fear and you're scared, don't be a police but officer. It's also a question of who are you scared of? If, if you're always scared, if you're only scared of one type of person, then you know there there's an issue there's an issue with that i don't think they're scared i just think like well, how do I'm people treat saying, pit bulls you know. like pit bulls are the smartest gentlest dogs ever and they're a american breed but have a pit bull and try to get a new apartment is that mm -hmm. a pit bull no it's a bull terrier it's a you know a sheltie breed but it has a little bit of bully in it and they won't let you move there. But that's also, that's because that's a perception that you have perception. about the pit bull. You see a pit bull on the street, you think it's gonna snap at you, you think it's gonna bite you, and, it has, and that circles back to what you just said about Colin Kaepernick and Tim Tebow, why one person's action doing one thing is perceived completely different, you know, yeah. by the other person. And I think that an interesting thing in all of this is kind of like the repercussions of what happened you know, what happens in cases like this. And like, I thought a lot about what actually was going through Colin Kaepernick's <coughs> mind mm -hmm. as a smart person, as, you know, an educated person yeah. when he was making this decision. And I think he knew really well, you know, what the, the repercussions were gonna be. And like, look at him now. No NFL team is gonna sign him. No team wants that publicity. Nobody wants that attention on them. And that's something that his freedom of speech, his right to exercise is now, as a professional football player, you know, no, no longer the case from him. for him. He's never going to be able to play again. But would you want to play for an owner who looks at you as basically cattle, as a horse, as a piece of property that I don't like what you're doing, so we're going to throw you away. You're not a person, you're a thing. And again... Colin Kaepernick was advised by a military veteran to say, instead of sitting on the bench, take a knee. Because when they think of their fallen soldiers or at the end of the day or the end of their tour, they take a knee. Mm -hmm. So he did exactly what the military would do, but the perception. And also now and that he's choice. done it, the public knows how the NFL treats their players. I was not, I no, wasn't aware. Not always. No, but now that he has taken a stance and now that people won't sign him and the way that people are treating him, it's like, oh, there's, there's, there, there's, they, there's been a problem that I was unaware yeah. of. That may be true and for, for, for altruistic people like you, but for very small. The, the viewership for, for games yeah. in this time period, when did, yeah. when did the season start to right now? Mm. Like a Sometime in ago. August, maybe. Yeah. All right, it's higher than it's been in the last yeah. five years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know, and that's that was mind blowing right. for me too. So yeah. altruism versus money. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I was <laughs> you know, money flows through that organization. It's an organization. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, 
Colin Kaepernick may not be signed, but he did a great service to, yeah. to the organization. But the NFL's inability to like but we still need back to him know. in that or like support his decision by him now being someone that's never going to get signed. Like to me, that was kind of the the craziest thing in all this. Like he doesn't that's want where to get signed. he doesn't want to play football anymore. Because would you want to go to work for Harvey Weinstein? Even though you're going to get a million dollars a week, right? Like that's what I'm saying. He like, knew what he was doing. He knew he wasn't going to play again. Like, and his belief behind taking a knee was trumped all of that. Like, none I of that mattered. He, I think he meant to change it, definitely to expose it, but expose to it expose it to say you, the owners, like take a different look. And there mm -hmm. are some that have softened up. There are some that have softened up. Like Jerry Jones would never. He'll never soften mm -hmm. up. But Dallas is Dallas. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. there, that's their, that's their shield. That's what they, what they do. Yeah. And that's how they think. Mm -hmm. So. I think he, I don't think he wants to play football anymore. Number one, CTE and PTSD, that's real. Yeah. So he's a quarterback and he's a target. And especially now, if he were to play football, he has to be concerned, will his teammates protect him? Yeah. Do, do some of them Correct. feel that he was hurting the game by making that stance? I think a lot of them do probably think that. Well, people... People are people, mm -hmm. and there are some a-holes on every team. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't want to run behind Oops, that guy. <laughs> you know, I, I know you guys can hear me. You can't know the But, you know, it's, I think he made a great decision by bringing that to light. And again, it's exposing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to play football. Like, I'm president of the NFL Alumni Association, the retired players. So all the players who are starting to suffer the effects of CTE and PTSD, the older players, like my connection with medical cells and stem cells, I'm always keeping my ear to the ground. Like, hey, this might help some of my guys. Mm -hmm. And then the proper channels to introduce it to the NFL and see if they'll introduce it to them. It's a business. They don't want to know anything. And that's, I know some things that can help people right now. But I can't take it. I can't show it to him, you know, because of liability. Mm -hmm. And wow. a regular person on the street can, but I can't say, all right, not as a representative of this, but go over there and talk to that guy. It might help you live a, a, a better life while, with the time you have left. Political or financial associations, I can't do it because if someone goes there and says it was bad and wants to sue, we're all in trouble. Freedom of speech. Hey, go get help right over there and we'll all get in trouble. It sucks. Sounds like America. I didn't say it. But um, Colin's also getting Hollywood knocking, so. Of course. I mean, Nike he just be, paid him. He gonna be fine. Nike just paid him. Anymore. Everything is fine. There Why are new repercussions. I thought that ad was dope. Money, money, money. That's mm -hmm. it is. It went well for everyone. In that, yep. In that, listen, if the NFL got got a whole bunch of like free press by just having this issue. Yeah. I mean, just the I mean, going back it. and forth. Yeah. Like, who cares what like what the little things that happen at the end of this day? If, if viewership is up, then they're making untold amounts of money mm -hmm. on this on this free press. So they don't care whether he takes a knee or doesn't take a knee. To be I mean, honest, that's the problem, though. The they just like the the back and forth. Well, yeah. Because it's like his message is not being. Is yeah, I mean, not the hope is that is that speech and culture is just as valuable, if not more valuable, than money and business. And I think, you know, slowly that, I mean, slowly things like what Colin did need to happen for that to even be an opportunity, you know. But he had to sacrifice himself. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take more sacrifices I mean, in order he had to sacrifice to... a lot, but he also gained a lot. Yeah. Like, again, internally, like, yes. like yeah. emotionally and yeah. mentally. Like, it's important more to stand up for yourself. Minded. Absolutely. Yeah. But so if, he's, if he's like a famous speaker for the rest of his life, speaking on, on I mean, he's mm -hmm. going to be the guy that started this And he's impacting the lives the of young of children. Life. But devil's advocate can never have a misstep, can never be the guy that is at the bar having a glass of wine. To who, though? To anybody. To, to the, the social phone, medias. To anybody. I mean, not to his, mm. not to his, the, pe the people that are aligned with him. But that's not the Why? important is it people. Is he's, he's brown? It's because, not no, he's oh. brown. It's because, because of what he represents. Yeah. Because of what he represents. Like, he's. He'll always have that. because well, he's identified. Yeah, exactly. like, yeah. Not always. You know, hopefully the numbers grow. The more people stand up for themselves and stand out, the more people are like, oh my, I feel like that too. I'm not alone. I think alone. we're in reality, yeah. TV culture, and the, the honest truth is the more. You have a very more. idealistic view of what yeah. this nation God can bless do you. Also, globally, just 
human, human, humanity. Humanity. <laughs> humanity. <laughs> yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Noble team. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. You, free speech, social media, social. Yeah, I have some opinions about it. I've been having wine. Okay, mm -hmm. I have some opinions about it. So, my thoughts um, as pertaining to social media yes. and being that I'm a nutritionist in that space and work within that space. Um, I think, you know, this day and age we see and follow a lot of people that are advertising services, whether it's like a workout plan or a diet plan, whatever the case oh, may right. be. And more often than not, it's probably some super fit guy or girl that like looks amazing and has great pictures and they're advertising this service that I think people buy into. Really great. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. The car agrees. It's fine. And yes. Yeah, um, that I think people buy into because we're just like, our society is very visual. We see things and we want to look like mm. that and we're mm. immediately sucked into that. Yes. But I... <laughs> <laughs> Noise alert! I'm trying to let you know. Right. And so this is actually where I'm a little bit conflicted on the topic oh. actually because I think these people are doing nothing but exercising their right, uh, you know, their freedom of speech to post something, advertise a service, and make money off of people that are interested in buying what they have. But I'm conflicted because as somebody that is educated in this space, I have you know opinions about needing to go through a certain program or meet certain guidelines in order for the health of the people that you're working with to follow a certain protocol to make sure that you can speak to you're what you're recommending. Sued. Right. So here, like for me, it's one of those things where I am very you know liberal and kind of fluid in my thoughts on freedom of speech, but I struggle with that because it's almost you know. Maybe this is a shitty example, but it's almost like saying, you know, that you're providing a service that a doctor would, but you didn't go to med school and you're not a doctor. It's like kind of, you know, it, it, it's similar to that in a sense. So that's where I get conflicted. So I'm just throwing that well, out that's there. That's a fair confliction. All this stuff can be solved with education. That's my. The that's really the people my, are, That's my thought. We always get, think about yeah. the public, like like oh poor public. Like poor public. They don't yeah. Know. It's like well that's the problem. That's the is problem. The public needs to know. So there are people then that are buying into these people, right? And they're maybe is a lack of education there. And that's like a dangerous thing though. Like that's where I'm coming from with it. Like mm -hmm. these people that don't know what they're getting themselves into and then they're putting their health on the line for for that just to like look a certain way or because they don't know what type of professional to consult. Yeah, there's a lot of manipulation. There. I haven't yeah. even thought of that. What I was thinking about actually was like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, da 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 da, banning accounts for what they may have portrayed on their personal account profile mm -hmm. on this larger umbrella organization, right? Mm -hmm. And is that something that is acceptable? Is that a form of free speech? Now, who determines that boundary? Twitter. Do you have an example? Dorsey. Do you have an example of something like that? Uh, yes, Alex Jones. Oh, and I also literally just got banned from the North Brooklyn Community Facebook, which is a very interesting. No, which is a very It's a very interesting. Yeah, but so that's the interesting thing about a place like Facebook, right? Is that like this this message board had become the de facto community message board with like five thousand people, right? Um, but it was run by like two crazy people, and and like and. Because he's he's uh, anti. Was, I was he's going anti. on about my stuff. I was going. I was. <laughs> I was trying to shine a light on but some do injustice. You know, like, do you know how? And, yeah. Do you know how Facebook found like found you? Did we were no, 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 no. added? No, 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 no. It was admins. Oh, so like, that's the thing. Okay. So it's not like oh, Facebook says, "Oh, North Brooklyn's a neighborhood. We should like yeah. launch the North Brooklyn okay. Facebook feeds." It's that like the the actual legitimate groups that somehow grow up and and become the kind of you know we're well, so new groups. in this we're so new in this era that yeah like. They're private groups, so yeah. so yeah. So I'm, I'm okay. banned recently, and then they wouldn't let me back on another one, and they wouldn't let my girlfriend because she's associated with yeah. me. So you can just. But so it are happens. there rules on that Facebook yeah. group that you no, didn't that I, adhere to? No. So they banned you because they don't like you. Censorship. Fine. So they, then you got to start your own. So that's a whole. That's another thing. Yeah. But that's mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. It's like that is totally what you want to do when you get banned. But then you're like, fuck. There's like. 5,000 people on that other group and they ain't like moving over right. because your ass got banned. Like, they don't care. They're there for the like, you know, the weekly announcement of where well, the- Well, that's the thing. The admins were, were thinking 
not like I necessarily yeah. agree with this, but they were thinking, oh, this guy's disrupting the purpose the of this group. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's about the agenda. Mm -hmm. So like a perfect example is this, Alex Jones, he's crazy as hell. He's yes. a person out here, I don't mm -hmm. know. But he like doesn't, doesn't believe that Sandy Hook happened or like <laughs> lightly <laughs> not yeah, yeah. Is. Okay. Yeah. Like one, yeah. Now, mm -hmm. we, all of us would, uh, I don't know if you were here during 9-11. <laughs> oh, but I'm just saying like- right. I was in Miami. Like, I was in Florida. Like, okay, yeah. we were here. <laughs> Next, we felt right? that. Yeah. We know they people were like, that were affected mm -hmm. by that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with this man. Right. But- Like how could you? Right, but mm -hmm. my question really is like, says Jack Dorsey of Twitter, this man is banned from this entire platform because he said something that I don't believe that it's hate speech. I think that he just voiced his opinion mm -hmm. on a thing. Who is this? Alex Jones. Where about, was he banned from? About 9-11. Every social media platform. By the social media platform. Yes. Yeah. But it's, Why? Because he's like super far right. He's, yeah. like, he's inflammatory like he's, and provocative, yeah. but so is Kanye. But that's why. So imagine in free speech, someone says, you know what, I have this great cleaner that's ammonia and peroxide. It'll clean everything mm -hmm. in your house. Mm -hmm. Shake it up, yeah. put it in your bucket, and clean the whole house, especially while the kids are asleep. It's ammonia nitrate. Like, I mean, no, it's not, it's a, uh, it, it, it's killing, it'll kill you. It's not good. Sure. But it's two things you have in your house. Sure. And you don't ever mix those two things. Okay. But if you were to do so, death. you would make poisonous death. So that's oh, why, it's like, you know, it's free speech, but the uneducated, education helps everything, but we can't help the idiots yeah, of the world, like the uninformed. Jones wasn't telling people to, kill themselves but hey right he every, was just saying he was just saying things that were not that were false i don't know who this guy is i've never seen one of his posts doesn't matter still, he's a guy and it's but, but it's what still was he, but what was he he's inflammatory about his messaging like i can't like believe that, people are so right. upset like about theory, but i think um, we're doing exactly theory, what he wants like, like i think it's that reaction are always out that's what it is whether she, you believe it or not i think it's that like how them so angry against like everyone else that's not Alex, that's not in their bucket. It's not on their team. Everyone else is an enemy. So all of those who follow, those who have that same type of thought plans, they're just walking mavericks. They're, they're out here like hurting and trying to. Well, that's attack true everybody. because other people will t and other people have taken up like that okay. are fans of. Like, what was okay, the, the, okay. the They'll so continue on. To, like, understand they're like, what is this yeah. guy? The, the pizza shop um, um, sex trafficking thing. Pizzagate? Yeah. Pizzagate. Like, yeah. There, there's a sex trafficking ring in the right. bottom of a pizza shop, and right. a guy came in there with a shotgun. Right. Like, okay, he should have been informed a little bit more. Okay. That person definitely deserved the opportunity okay. to say they felt that happened. Maybe they're so bipolar. Alex Jones had a really strong following of, of people who were acting out on his, his theories like, violently well, and hurting people. Here's a better example. Um, the KKK had a had a rally over there somewhere in the south, not very Charlottesville, south, below the Mason Dixon. Yeah, right. Charlottesville, and uh, the Seville police created boundaries for them, right in advance. Like there was like signage. you could come and do this. Correct, and people, the people, the nation, uh, citizens, were up in arms because all this, uh, to their mind, undue attention was being. Um, put on the KKK for them to be able to walk freely. Right. And the thing is, they have a right of, groups have a right of free mm -hmm. speech and uh, Assembly. thank you. So they were acting within the right and cops were trying to have foresight as a result of all the things we just mm -hmm. mentioned earlier to not create a giant Right, and just have them speak riot, and do their thing right. and then Where that everybody's gonna die it. instead. Right, right. Um, so our citizenry, my question is then, our citizenry feels as though that should not have happened. That Only, is a practice of free speech. Only because in the exact opposite view, like let's say Selma or anything sure. else, got their ass kicked. Yes. Anybody, not Absolutely. a group of That's those Charlottesville tiki holders. So it's like, you can assemble and be hateful. They were shooting guns at people. Like they were, there was people on film shooting guns from that Seville Tiki yes, Torch yes, group, yes. and nothing happened. A cop standing right there, black cop standing right there, didn't do anything to him. Now granted, you have the same group, everybody looks like me, no Tiki Torches, no knives, no guns. We don't get our ass kicked. No, We're not always gonna make it home. Every one of those Charlottesville individuals made it home safely. 
That's they might be losing a job now because of Facebook and social media saying you were there and we saw you beat that person up. But that that's why that's, that's, that's why they feel that shouldn't happen. It's like, okay, you can assemble but But you can like it's like, hey, this kid gets an affluenza, but this kid's gonna go to jail for the rest of his life. Correct. Come on, man. I think this is kind of really the interesting thing about freedom of speech where I like have problems, right? Which is that like I, my dad always told the story of uh, when the Nazis wanted to um, march in uh, uh, Skokie, I think it was, um, way, way back when. And basically, the it was a Jewish neighborhood. It was a Jewish, it was like a Jewish uh, neighborhood. And 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 basically, if I remember correctly, the story was like that they were kind of like, yeah, no, totally let him. But we're just going to beat the shit out of him. Like, hypothetically, you might not be able to control us <laughs> and our reaction to these people and wanting to assemble and, and have their free speech. And I always remember kind of being a little bit torn on that story, which was kind of like, yeah, no, I recognize that I don't like Nazis. So that's the good way to end that story, which is that, like, yeah, sure, you, you're allowed to exercise your free speech and we're going to exercise our probably not so legal right to, like, you know, kind of suppress that speech. But... You know, but I, I don't know whether now having seen a culture that has really taken that second part, um, really Hard. adapted that second part, um, and when it comes to now, it's not just Nazis. Now it's like, you know, Ben Shapiro wanting to speak at a at a college. All of a sudden, he's like a white supremacist, and people are standing up, and they they won't sit down and won't let him talk. And so it's just this question of like. Free speech is free speech because it's difficult. If it's not right. difficult speech, then it's, it's there's there's n nothing to protect, right? Yeah. Then like it's really only when shit gets uncomfortable that it starts becoming the kind of speech that we mm -hmm. need to protect. Um, and then of course, then it becomes the same issue. I think that like listen, everybody has a right to be upset when you know the cops are taking time to set up barriers for KKK members. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that it's almost uh, similar in the way that conservatives get angry about things like affirmative action because they're like, what, what, like, what, what are you, what are you taking all this action? We're poor too, you know, like, or yeah. hypothetically, like, I, I, I need help too. What's the deal? Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, you can get the, you can see the side on both sides. But that is, that's what's lacking here is people sitting down being like, I kind of get where you're coming from, and then the other one's being like. I get where so you're coming from. Education. This is lacking. It's, it's the education and dialogue. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, hey, if I'm gonna react at some inflammatory point because I don't truly understand what you said, but it makes me feel this way. But what kind of education are you talking about? No, just like in school or this. This real world. Well, you're educating each other on their viewpoints and thoughts without saying, "We're gonna kill everybody." That looks like you. Right. It's a, an articulation. Like, why do I hate you? Um, because when I was a kid, my dad said, everybody looks like you are going to kill them, kill right. this. But really, that's <clears throat> not true. Like, it's a, an articulation. Like, it's like being a military brat was the best thing ever because I either had to make friends or I had to fight. And I could do both, but I'd rather make friends because if you're going to fight, you got to fight them and their whole family. If you beat everybody up, you can't make a friend with anybody else. Mm -hmm. So make friends. And I've been called every name under the book. I've lived everywhere in this country, even outside the country. And even when I go back to Maryland, where I'm from, I have a country accent, so I don't fit in back home. So I didn't fit in anywhere. But, you where know, it's like, Maryland? okay, uh, what up? Where in Maryland? In Suitland. Mm -hmm. My family's in Bowie now, PG oh, County. Oh, yeah, Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Bowie. From Fairfax. Bowie. Oh, yeah. DMV, the DMV. Yes, yeah. correct. People get mad when I say but, John. But, you know, I wouldn't change anything. I, I'll take having that outsider-esque about my life because I've, I've had to make friends and the life that I have to live now in corporate society, from my other lifestyle when I was an athlete, it's, it's helped me, it's helped humble me and give me pause to think of someone else instead of think of just what I think and what I can do because I'm bigger, I'm stronger or doesn't matter. Like, and what is everybody else? I think the interesting thing that you said, you know, you make the choice between fighting and being friends. And being friends doesn't just automatically mean that you get to turn off the thing that oh, would have right. potentially had you fight them. <laughs> it's, it's that, like, it's persevering 
through difficulty to get to a point where people can have. Well, no, I just think that we're missing an important part of the conversation between the KKK assembling and then other peaceful people of color and of not of color assembling about something that is opposite from what the KKK is assembling about, which is that currently the way that our government is constructed and the way that resources are distributed, the KKK meeting as a group of people um, who are in power, who are not marginalized. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I agree with that, but. I mean, they, we don't know that they're the KKK when they're walking around, you know, like. Until they, until they put on their hoods, we don't know. If they put on their hoods, we'd be like, okay, yeah, maybe you're marginalized. Well, you don't know if someone's a bank robber unless they are robbing Okay, yeah, a bank, but marginalized like, by, you know, like, are they women? Are they uh, transgender? Are they people of color? You know, you know what I'm talking about. So them assembling, also, I'm just speaking from like a kind of like a devil's advocate perspective. I think everybody has the right to assemble and to have free speech. But I think both groups need to be treated equally from the government and from the community, and they should both have that right, um, which is just not the case. W and it means even more when the people who can do that are also the people that, ha that have a lot of resources and that are treated in, in very different ways than the people that cannot do that. It just becomes way more obvious. Well, my question. But that's, I think that's just an important thing. So, so you talk about the two gatherings. So, so what's, what's the purpose? But this is just an example. But I know, but even, but what's the purpose of the KKK gathering or the hate group gathering to perpetuate that hate, to further divide communities or to separate, have their own community? No, it's usually to infiltrate every community mm -hmm. and be disruptive so that only they exist. The yeah, other community groups are trying to be an altruistic view. They're trying I mean, to generally, build yeah. generally. So you would vote to amend essentially this law to have some clauses. I mean, I think that's interesting. Part of me agrees. Well, at this point, I think we're at assemblage, assembly, but free speech. Well, no, if it's hate related, well, like, maybe. So like, because what's the boundary, really? Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. But then it's, it's subject to interpretation. That's right. So like, that's going to be an issue as yes, well. Yes, that is. So I agree. And then that brings in what? What? When does government? Are we like anarchists? Like when does government? The government is big. Let's be real. It's or, too big right now. Or when does culture step in? Like what? Your the story your dad? I think culture. The, the story your dad told. Like are we supposed to take it upon no. ourselves? And I think government we're doing just it. Says, by the way, uh, I think we're doing it right speech. now. Which is that like yeah, and conversation. like you mentioned yeah. those people getting put on blast on Facebook and it's like this guy was in Charlottesville and then he loses his job, yeah, loses yeah. his friends, and like like those are the social consequences. But I'm really curious about what like. Cause I, cause I don't know. Like I'm torn about when that boundary is drawn between when can people, you know, say like, how like, they like feel. Assembly. Yeah. So what, like, what is your thought? Like, how would you treat those two groups differently? So on my Facebook page, like, there are some. Uh, so I only found out what those people are. I'm sorry. I know I might not be calling them like their hotels. They have like these big belts on and they're yelling at people. They have like these white capes. They're black people with beards and. They're like yelling. The I don't know this. nothing about that. I think I look up I a whole tip. It's I so I don't agree with them, but they're like black KKK. That's what I would call the whole tip. I'm, I'm, I hope that doesn't make it on. Like, don't broad this on national TV. But I think actually, AKA yellow butt LOL. <laughs> look, like, it is what it is. Like really, like they are very confrontational <laughs> standoffs. They're aggressive. And Sorry. They would never find butt. anything <laughs> good in this and and us talking us building a community i don't know why that is totally foreign that doesn't resonate in my universe but then the kkk is the same way so there are polar opposites but they have the same thought process so i look at the hotels because i see more of them on my facebook page because it's like because of the algorithm yeah the algorithm i think and very <laughs> chauvinistic like just weird stuff, and it's like, why is this on my page? Like, which one of my friends is a hotep, and I'm getting some of these things. But it reminds me of what the opposite is in the KKK or the, the alt-right versions. Well, and that's it's, the thing. That's why I like, think. What's happening? Well, that's why a part of me thinks it's important that people, that everybody can express themselves. Because I mean, you, for example, you're in. You're like, oh no, I don't agree with them. I don't agree it, with in them. In my community, I'm so like, that's they all that's important. Sit down. Like, like, we really? hope most people would do that, even if you know, even if. The KKK goes around. We would hope that most people are like, "I'm not joining you," 
you but can I'll get out of here, and culture would push them into their own little corner where they would just. But those guys are wearing belt buckles. Like, imagine the KKK without the hoods. So it's the big white shoes, belt buckles, hoods. Like they have these things and gold on their wrists. Well, I mean, yeah, but, they're expressing. But themselves. when they're walking around the street, when they're your janitor or your teacher or the bus driver, or in the other version of KKK, if they're your boss or the police officer or whoever, okay, they're just as often saying? janitors and bus drivers. Yeah, and, and but just regular people white janitors. until like you need to get back into your house or you need you know to get put into the ambulance and you know it's like the SS tattoos. He's like, well. I'm gonna let that motherfucker die. Well, we don't know if they would do that. Actually, I've seen Facebook posts of EMTs oh, wow. who would say, if I see, I saw a crazy accident, but it was a black guy, kept on driving, I wasn't but gonna But isn't help. it important that they could say that? Because it shows us that there's a problem in our, I think it's a cultural issue. Like, I don't, I don't think know. that that person is a bad person because they're thinking like that. I think it's a, you know, it's a cultural problem. But no, that EMT whose job is to help and yes, save people it. when he is able to, said, I'm not going to because that black guy, I'm not going to give him mouth to mouth. I'm not going to do things to save his life because yeah. I'd be happier if he wasn't here at all. But when you say the culture, do you mean, or could it include movements? I'm talking just to the oh. table, so I'm going to look at the bread. Do you mean movements? <laughs> um, feminism, Me Too... No, I, da, no. Da, 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 da. Like no, when, I mean, when you say the culture, like that's what comes to my mind. For me, the culture is the the notion of us and them. That the culture of it's a hierarchical, capitalistic, individ, individualistic, materialistic culture. Which but we are. I, you, we are. But I think. But I think what maybe this country doesn't get unless you've been outside of this country mm. is that like this is a conversation that we can actually have here because we have the ability correct to yeah, say i don't agree with that fuck you yep. this is wrong whatever the case yep. may be where other cultures they places have no choice but to sit back and not say anything and go about their lives well, so i think that there's true. something to be said for that of course all of our problems are better than, than the other problems yes. we have a little bit of that here though like, I know if I get pulled by a police officer, I better not say a word and keep hands at 10 and 2. If I say anything yeah. other than yes, sir, no, sir, I'm probably going to get dragged out of my car and I might not make it home. So, well, that's exactly so what we were speech. talking about yeah. before. It's having that initial perception that something's going to, this event is going to unfold this way, this person's going to react this way. It's I that think the beauty of that, I think what you're alluding to is that we have the, we have the ability and the, um, the blessing and the, you know, capacity to change our culture by expressing it and mm -hmm. then by viewing it and saying, oh, there's something wrong with that mm -hmm. and by changing it. Mm -hmm. Whereas other people can't do that. They don't have the right to even express it. So people can't be like, oh, look at that. We should, there's a problem. Mm -hmm. We should change it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just and I'm not trying to be like peacemaker by saying that, but I think I that that's like no, a No, but huge, it, is, it is a good point to, yeah. to know. Mm -hmm. um, but I also feel like sometimes we as a society i wouldn't say we're like one overall culture so i'm not really, really mm -hmm. i like out. society but as a society here in these united states um we definitely have a way to over dramatize mm -hmm. a thing and so i brought up movements because that's another forefront of my mind like i'm gonna just say it they're all doing the most mm -hmm. what yeah i'm not sorry i said it look yeah. I, it is what it is i had to feel like you gotta do for you. Mm -hmm. But what's doing the most? Uh, Black Lives Matter, Me Too. Just all these, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I could go down the list, but honestly, those are the first two that come to my mind. Uh, there are probably others. Mm -hmm. I'm sure there are. But I don't know. I'm going to do for me mm -hmm. and hopefully talk with my friends to suss out what has been going on in their lives so that they can feel more safe, more secure, more capable, more, and so on. If that's not provided by this country due to history and the way that history takes time, because, you know, we've only been, a, like, here, well, it, with these rules for not that long. Have you guys ever watched one of those, like, shows, like Dawson's Creek or something, where after, oh. like, 20 episodes or, like, 20 seasons, like, the there's been so much, like, history between the, like... The, the the two main lovers like mm -hmm. one's hurt That's each other here and one's hurt each other here and then they hurt That's each other again. And, okay, but either way, are you asking if I understand my life? <laughs> but what we're talking about is that have you ever felt have you ever felt where you're like guys, can you just put this shit aside yeah. and like, Correct. We, we understand that That's what, what I'm we saying, want though. 
is to like is to all get along but there's so much history that's clouding because like every time somebody says hey let's just get along they're like but this happened and this and this continues mm. to happen and it's like okay I get it and we should totally address those things individually but to treat cultures like we have to kind of like keep a score where every thing that has ever happened, but it is so changing. I can't, totally I can't agree changing. with that. It's just yeah. outrageous to say it's not changing. I it's mean, things are changing, but like what, but I mean, if you show me, cause I might be wrong. If you show me laws or zoning or education uh, money don't give into public schools and things that have risen most recently, then maybe I'd be like, okay, See, you're but, right. But things you say are that about like, like that giving money to public schools is somehow like the obvious answer for how we would do well, any of these things. Whereas like maybe it's the fact that we have a monopolized public school system that is providing a shoddy well, product. Well, my to people, that's what I'm yeah. Okay, so my, my thing is, are any of those things changing? That's my that's my point. I, I think that the only way to change them is to have the conversation. Well, that's exactly what those movements are, though. They are those. No, no, no. I, listen, I agree that you know it's it's weaponized movements that are a problem. It's movements are great to to create awareness, but when you start to weaponize them to hurt your your enemies, essentially. Um, that becomes an issue, I think. Well, I think with movements, and obviously my opinion, I think the the sequence of things, like everything that just happened with Kavanaugh and, and Dr. Ford sure. speaking up, I am going to say I'm one of those females that's, you know, hashtag I believe her, I'm with her, all of that. Sure. But I also think about the timing. Like, why did this happen now? After everything with Cosby, after everything with, like, it, people get on this movement train when something happens and, and they're kind of on board of their support and then one thing turns to another thing to turns to another thing where all of us are like, oh my God, me too. And it just like grew to this, this we're at this place now that maybe it wasn't the original intent, but you know. <laughs> so I, I agree with you. I believe her as well. And I know that's happened so much more in our society than people are really speaking up for. Mm -hmm. um, I think the timing, why, why she did it, is because of the position he's gonna be in. Mm -hmm. he, she basically is speaking to his character for someone that could literally shape this country. And her memory of that individual who he denied, maybe he lied, but I wasn't there, I don't know, but I believe her, mm -hmm. sounds like mm -hmm. it. It's like, dude, so he's gonna basically dictate how we move forward right. with our laws, mm -hmm. with the laws that we're gonna state. And that's that's a problem. Mm -hmm. People do evolve, people can have mistakes and then evolve past them, but what ownership did he take? You know, what ownership did he take in what is gonna happen next? Like, that's my question. Like, mm -hmm. if you have someone who's walking around knocking people out, okay, then he stops knocking out old people and they only hitting people who was 15 and under. Well, he's still hitting people, you know, unannounced. Like, he's still knocking people out for no reason. Hypothetically, there was like no crap. actual... There was no actual Say it, right evidence right. that he did anything. Oh. I mean, um, I mean, a decision true. was also made. Like, a decision right, was also made, true. and this is where he's going to be at. And right. so... And the thing is, like, yes, I believe her. <laughs> I don't even know why that's the topic. Like, I believe you, but we're in America and mm -hmm. we still are under a patriarchy at the end of the day, right? So the fact that it, it really came to anyone's mind that he wouldn't have been voted in, like he has been. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. I'm so curious, but what is- It's outlandish it, to me. What's a, what is it? Because uh, I don't think that you were given enough voice, but what is it about oh, well. these- uh, what? My heart's racing. I've clearly, I'm also sort of right about this. I didn't even realize. Oh, so but what is it about these movements that you think is too much? Because I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to ask you that. I so think that, uh, and maybe, okay, let me, let me really go back to what I think this country lacks significantly, which I do believe is family values. Um, in conversations that I've had with my parents at our dinner table, and we're discussing family values, right? And growing up, and you guys have both been to my dinner table, I'm sorry mm. you missed that, but, but maybe in the future. I can imagine. Um, having really deep discussions about societal changes in this country, um, because our baby boomers has been a consistent thing, right? And something that I think about, which inevitably relates to movements, but um, 
Family values, I do believe, change in this country. I guess the law was in 64 when, under the welfare system, there could not be a man in the household in order for you to receive assistance. So, wait, there could there could not be a man in the household. So now marriages broke up, or separated, or estranged, so that the man lived elsewhere, or um, mom, uh, you know, people ended up procreating out of wedlock. You know, was the term I guess at the time. And these kids started becoming adults in like the 80s and 90s. When this is when the resurgence of like. like the war on drugs and all these little black kids and brown kids going to prison forever and so on for like otherwise misdemeanors and small things. And I think that these decades here uh, kind of annihilated what were family values in these places. Like my dad grew up in the projects in Hoboken, right? So like he would tell me stories of, you know, one family once a week had to clean the hallways and the stairs and then the next flame would do it. And everybody took uh, a kind of village, responsibility for where they lived and who grew up in these places, which is something that I believe we don't have today. I think that also the advent of social media and technology that has caused isolationism Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, But a founding, and this is going really longer than I anticipated, I'm sorry, again, three glasses in, but I'm just thinking out loud, like- um, Have you thought of rapping? I haven't, but do I have a rhythm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that. Um, I just wonder if family values is in actuality something that is way more of a problem and is super underrated as a facet that brings society together, a village raises a job, whatever. And so the sheeple aspect of the having to jump on bandwagons in order to get your opinion across, your individual opinion across, like not for nothing, Miss Ford, Professor Ford told a female senator, she's Senator Feinstein, Feinstein mm-hmm. years, years ago, no. months ago, mm-hmm. thank you. And she sat and like, I don't know, but she mentioned it and she could have stopped there, but she also knew what could have or what could come to pass when she did get all the way to the hearing that she had to get get through. And she was complaining about death threats to her family, which is atrocious and absolutely something that people shouldn't have to freaking deal with. But you can't tell me that that wasn't a thought between her and her lawyer that that may have occurred. Well, of course it was. But I, but I don't want to hear that part. But I don't want to have to hear but, that. But that's important also for the people to realize. I disagree. I mean, no, I think that I think her doing. I mean, from what I understood about her reasons for doing it, if she, it was felt like a social responsibility for letting people know, hey, fine, just so that you all know, yep. the guy who you might vote in has this character. From from her experience, yes, that's something she thought people should know. I think it's also important that people know. Also, for me speaking my mind. For me, exercising free speech, this is happening. I'm also getting threatened. I also think that that's important. Did it for have to be to filmed? Well, I, I want to. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, could that still have happened? I mean, but is, is that a problem doors? with her? Or is that a problem with the people who filmed her? Also, oh, I, I just want to like take a crack at just the narrative that she has like risked so much and been so brave. And and listen, I I don't know what to believe. I think that, you know, there's been super high profile cases, Duke UVA, where where like rape, oh, rape yeah. accusations have yes. been totally false. And they tend to actually yes. be against guys of this type, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this kind of frat boy thing, because yep. it's very easy to believe. Yes. So so I think it's easy to believe for a reason, which is that they rape a lot of they people. They do that. Um, <laughs> but, 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 yeah, this, this, <laughs> but this, also yeah, there's a reason that that stereotype exists, but the fact that, you know, everybody wants to talk about, I mean, this woman is an academic mm-hmm. from Palo Alto, mm-hmm. California. This woman hasn't lost a single friend. She, her work life hasn't been affected. Mm-hmm. The the only things that are really going to be lasting effects of this trial for Christine Blasey Ford is that her life is going to be much cooler. Mm-hmm. She's going to have super high profile friends and yeah, she's going to be opinion, noticed everywhere yeah. she goes and she's going to like have better job aspects. I mean, she's going to see a lot of benefits. now. 
compare that with uh, the way. Um, but that's interesting. I just want to call out. Is, yeah. it's, I think it's interesting the way that we talked about Colin's repercussions for speaking out. Yeah. And the and the way that we speak about her repercussions for speaking out. Well, I because I was saying the, the same thing the, about the context Kaepernick. around his around his repercussions were bad. It was like you know he did that, but now he's going to lose. He is on all Nike of these things. Ad right well, now. exactly. But still, the way that we spoke about it was. He did it and like all these horrible things. The way that we speak about her doing it is like, oh, she did it, but all these great things. Well, I just, said that. I don't think I know, most people. I don't think most people are saying that all these great things have come from. I don't know. I think a lot of women are immediately behind her because she's a woman and this is what she's and they speaking probably on. Experience things and they probably yeah. Her. And I think it's just. I mean, it's our culture. Like more people are gonna hear her and 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 hear her story. And I feel like not question it or you know there wouldn't there would be less of an argument a less uh, there there would be less controversy around what she's doing versus what he's doing i Kaepernick versus just feel like that come the frat society thing or their elitist mm-hmm. kind of one percent boarding school situation whatever the hell that mm-hmm. they all went to like that's a thing that happens i'm sorry but it happens there mm-hmm. right and um i'm even thinking about when we were in high school and I'm not gonna mention a name, but I'm just gonna say a girl that I hung out with at my high school, which I'll also not say, but you may gather her from- Stop! <laughs> anyway, the point is, there was a massive to-do about the fact that a bunch of us had went out one night, um, and by a bunch, I mean like seven, and seemingly something untoward along these lines occurred mm-hmm. that I didn't hear, I didn't know about, mm-hmm. I had no idea, we walked home, it wasn't brought up, but it was, in school over the loudspeaker the next right, day like asking it was me to come to the later. office to talk mm-hmm. about what do I know about this situation that occurred. Um, yeah. Three days later, she lied. Mm-hmm. So, she lied. so several athletes were suspended. Mm-hmm. Cops came. They were questioned. The school was under surveillance. It was a huge thing. How do we know she lied? She said she lied. So having this sort of view experience in in my own understanding of of the ways that this could go i struggle i don't not believe her because i can understand that of course i can understand that assault or harassment of any sort is so egregious to want to talk about you don't want to talk about it so of course I understand that decades have gone by before you say it. And you see someone essentially applying for a job mm-hmm. that's going to possibly change the course of history, possibly. Uh-huh. Um, and you feel like you must speak out. I struggle with it being filmed. I have a question of, with this situation with Trump right now, I believe that people could very well believe <laughs> that they have a moral <laughs> imperative to stop Trump. Well, I'll tell you. I believe that anti-Trump people generally at this moment, anti-Trump liberals, people who are like super, you know, all about it, feel that they have a moral imperative to stop him at any cost. Several several are present. And I'll say why, since we're talking about free speech. (laughs) Here we are. No, and this is and this is because if we're talking about free speech, I don't think that there has any been any president, someone in this position of power that has gone, that has flip-flopped on what the definition of free speech is more than he has. Like, he has explicitly said time and time again that things are written in the Constitution, things should be interpreted as clear, as black and white as they are, but he's the first person to raise hell when somebody like Colin Kaepernick takes a knee. So that's where I struggle because this person is in the utmost position of authority and I think his definition on what free speech is and when people say something that he doesn't agree with, he raises more hell than anybody else. Can I tell you the truth? I think that Donald Trump doesn't give a shit about Colin Kaepernick and only gives a shit about what the people around him care about and the people who he cares about cares about. I think he's the most impressionable president or politician that we've ever seen ever in all of our lifetimes. And that if we've, the truth is, is that since he made the gaffe about Mexicans while he was coming down a freaking like, since that primary gaffe, we have made him public enemy number one in all of the outlets that matter, Hollywood, the media, all of the NFL. like, all of the blue Music. loveliness, and we've left him alone with like the actual worst people in the world, like Pence, and like we, we've we've left him alone with these people who are, I think, actually uh, 
something. Yeah, who actually are smart enough to utilize his impressionability. And we as liberals have dropped the ball 100%. And I would say that the woman, whoever, or I think, I can't remember her name, I think it's Angela something, um, who got freed when uh, Kim Kardashian went to go visit Trump. Don't remember I think her last that name. she knows exactly how. Um, Kim or Angela? How effective it could be the the the, the woman who got released. Okay. She knows how effective it can be to send a celeb in and flatter Trump. The fact that we have we hold all of the cards that Trump cares about money, you know, the uh, fanciness and all of that stuff all comes from blue, not red. He doesn't care about he doesn't care about a bunch of flyover states. He only cares about our stuff. But we've left him alone and we've demonized him. And I'd say the fact that he's like. You know, Jeb Bush, Jeb Bush's first primary ad against Donald Trump was this. These are a whole bunch of clips of Donald Trump being a liberal, saying that he is super pro-choice, saying that he believes in universal health care because it's worked in Canada, saying that, like, the fact is Donald Trump is a lifetime New York quasi-liberal. He's very wealthy, so he's got the... The, the trappings of wealth, but he's a, the man's a liberal. But we like, we, we made him, we, we called him fat and orange and Because we, of why? Social media. Because how many presidents have been around for social media to have taken such mm -hmm. an effect ever mm -hmm. to, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? So everything that he says is gonna, we're here, friggin'. It's gonna be misconstrued, I'm not a liberal, right? So everything that he says is gonna be misconstrued, of course, because that makes money. Kanye was just in his office mm. basically saying to him, you're a racist, but you don't really matter. What matters is I can have this conversation with you to your face since seemingly no one else mm -hmm. will. And Trump was like, yeah, you Trump is to me. I'm no here. more this of a racist than any 70-year-old billionaire white dude. So but then can I ask, like, do you, think, do you think his ability, racism. the way he's exercising free speech, do you think it's okay? I, I, see, the thing is, is, I don't think he cares about free speech either. I don't think he cares about any of this stuff. We endow him with this, like, we expect that the people that get to this point are going to have mm. these inherent morals. Well, I think a part of the problem was that we didn't expect that he would have any morals when well, he we got didn't even to expect that, he would be here. To that point. Well, that was the other thing. Nobody expected he was going to be there. It's really hilarious it's to watch a, a like a supercut of everyone yeah. talking about him mm -hmm. not being president up until literally the moment he became president. Nobody took him seriously. Um, and and again, all to uh, liberals' peril. The problem with, uh, again, us liberal are myself yeah, liberals. But do you think that conservatives or, no, not conservatives, Republicans or the far right, the people who voted for Trump, which okay, is the so majority of people. Not all of them are far. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry for my lack of vocabulary. But do you think that the people who voted people for Trump voted. were thinking, oh, great, a guy who will be so easy to manipulate? Let's vote for him so no. we can exactly. I don't no, think that they there was that. something that he was saying that incited them that did not incite. He was being a reality show character, is what he was doing. And we, as Americans, and and on the stupider end of Americans, we really love that shit. And so what he did is he rolled into politics and made it reality TV, mm -hmm. and it appealed to the but, lowest but, common denominator of American blame, citizenry. Like, we're, you're not, you're, we're blaming at the, the fault of the liberals for like letting him go. I, I'm saying and my, that my thinking is it's like, fine to fight him while he was attempting to become president. But then once he became president, we should have realized that like you don't you don't get Joffrey on King of Thrones or Game of Thrones to like be a good king Love by by telling him that he's the worst guy ever. <laughs> you got to get in there. You got to be a little bit of uh, you know you gotta you gotta realize what you're dealing with and like and go from there. I think that we we're like too far on our thing. We're like he's the worst thing ever. He is the actual devil, and we're gonna like fight him because it's a holy war. And, and it's like literally a liberal holy war right now. We, we need to just step back and be like, could we potentially get more flies with honey on this situation? Um, because we're throwing out a lot of fucking vinegar. A whole lot. It's a lot. A lot. A lot of vinegar. And and it's unfortunately, it's, it's carried over so that, you know, I, the things that I read about uh, Kanye just recently, like uh, what's his name? Uh, calling him a minstrel, and uh, I mean, I've, I've seen the word coon thrown out a whole bunch of times on my Facebook about Kanye today, and it's just like, what are we doing imploding like that? Because the other thing is that conservatives, they, they, they really don't care so much. I mean, we, that's the thing, they, they like have their feeling, and then they all kind of coalesce around it neatly and organized and, and don't really care. Like, we wonder how could a bunch of evangelical Christians vote for Trump when he's like so clearly immoral and anti, you know, 
actual conservative Christian values, but it's because they don't care. They just care about the color. They're mm-hmm. tribal like that. They don't like, they don't really care about all that stuff. And they're being good, they're being one good tribe, which is like, we recognize that we want red, and so we're gonna fight for red. And blue is like, well, are you blue, but are you kind of like navy blue? Or well, liberals like are more blue? like that. Like, they're more, they're trying, they're asking all of these questions and they're looking into things. It's totally. not as black it's and white. It's just ineffective, mm-hmm. is all I'm saying. I don't, I don't not see the reasoning behind it. Um, it totally makes sense. It's just that identity politics has affected well, that's, and blue and, that's and really not red. I think we could probably spin this into another I just want to combo. say really fast. Go ahead. And I also have a question for you. So okay. there's like two fast things. One thing is like is really annoying, but I just feel like I have to say it. Um, is that so I'm in school, right? And one of the things my professor always tries to do when we use statements like power or when we use labels or even for words, she's like, but but what do you mean? Because I think I, with identity politics, it's so easy to be like, oh yeah, I'm a liberal and you're a conservatist. But then when we talk about ha- actually how we feel about things, oh yeah, I agree with that. Oh, is that a conservatist thing? Oh gosh, I didn't know. Yeah. So I think it's important and it's like a, a challenge, but to identify exactly what we're talking about to try to, and I'm not talking to at you, I'm talking to myself also, because it's hard, because I don't always know the details. But to think about it, as not as blanket statements because I think that a, a big issue in our society and also just in humanity is us and them and the more that we create us and the more that we create them the more opportunity there is for for war essentially yeah. division chaos <laughs> so, yeah. and then for you I, I still don't understand what it is that you don't like about the movements I'm an individualist okay so I'm gonna do for me you should do for you. And what about family values? Can we go back to that? By now, you may have realized that we have absolutely no resolution to these chatters, and we don't really plan to. So the idea is that we're provoking the conversations that need to happen with people outside of your circles. They're uncompromising, but authentic. So... Bring this conversation to your own table and please, please, please tell us how it went again. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Patreon, text us, email us. We want to know these conversations must, must, must happen. So before you go, I just want to take a moment to thank our super quality guests who are so willing to be honest and vulnerable and really unaware of what's going to happen before they get to the table and allow it to happen as organically as you watch it, as well as my dope team, Colton, Rachel, Mary Pat, and Phil. Thank you guys so much. See you next time.